sometimes I don't have words for right. some of the pain, some of the right. pain you've seen and experienced. Yeah. And um, the one hope I want to give to somebody, if you wake up every day and you begin your day with bitterness mm. and then you run to the throne room of grace and you ask for for mercy, mm. you, you, you need to do that daily so that you aren't hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Right. Sin wants, there's nothing more than Satan wants to do and sin within your heart than to turn your heart mm. hard to justify yourself in your bitterness. That's right. It will destroy not only you, but everyone in that around you. And yeah. it will not restore what was lost. Or you, as we've already stated, you think, well, well, if I've lost, someone else is going to lose as well. They're going to lose as well. Mm -hmm. And it's impossible to do that. May I say, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Lord. Yeah. And it, I will repay. I will says. repay. You need to hand that over to God and God will say, I will I will dish out what is right and just. You cannot, you are not the judge. Right. I You're am. not. You are not the judge. And we so often act as though we are. Yes. We live in this cycle, this loop of law, transgression, judgment. Here's my law. You've transgressed. Now there's judgment. And we think it's up to us right. to be the judge, to which we know the Lord is the judge of all the universe. He always does right. And as you said, Deuteronomy cited in Romans 12, vengeance is mine, declares the Lord, I will repay. Yeah, we're not, and, this isn't judgment. This is us right. standing outside the dungeon going, trust me, you don't want to be in here. It's going right. to kill you being That's in right. here. You and do if, not want to be in here. And if you continue to live this from this transactional, like quid pro quo perspective, mm -hmm. like that's not gospel. That's no. not grace. And if we want that kind of transactional quid pro quo life, we need to be careful what we ask for. Yeah. You know, certainly before the Lord, but we can't relate to each other in these ways. You know, yeah. and and what we have to trust, John, in particular in the church, when we forgive a brother or sister in the faith, whether that's a, a spouse, a child, or a friend, whatever it may be in the church, it's like, okay, I'm extending forgiveness because I trust that Christ has already handled and satisfied the justice of God against my brother, against my sister. And so I'm just pronouncing over them what Christ has already accomplished in their behalf. That's right. You know, so that's important. Mm. And then even when it comes to people maybe outside the church, unbelievers in our lives, and we don't know whether they're ever going to come to faith, we still can forgive them because the Lord will handle it. That's right. Because that they, that Christ will either have atoned for this sin, their wrongdoing, and what he accomplished on the cross and his suffering and his life and all or the rest. they'll pay for it. Or they will. That's right. And so we can say, in as much as it concerns us, we have been forgiven by our king, a debt we could never pay. And we've been given righteousness that we could never earn. And so we are not going to hold the sins of fellow men and women, image bearers of God. We're not going to hold their sins over their heads as a record of wrongs because yeah. that would be inappropriate. Thank you for listening. Today's reminder is from a recent Theocast episode hosted by John Moffat and Justin Perdue. Everyday Grace is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to help support our ministry, please visit theocast.org give.